Now here the words of the Lord is given to his prophet Jeremiah. For thus saith the Lord, sing aloud with gladness for Jacob, and raise shouts for the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give praise, and say, save, O Lord, your people, the remnant of Israel. See, I am going to bring them from the land of the north and gather them from the farthest parts of the earth, among them the blind and the lame, those with child and those in labor together. A great company they shall return here. With weeping they shall come, and with consolations I will lead them back. I will let them walk by brooks of cool water in a straight path in which they shall not stumble. For I have become a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, and declare it in the coastlands far away. Dare I say Mendocino. Tell the people, he who scattered Israel will gather them and will keep them as a shepherd keeps the flock. For the Lord has ransomed Jacob and has redeemed him from the hands too small for him, too strong for him. They shall come and sing aloud on the height of Zion, and they shall be radiant over the goodness of the Lord, over the grain, the wine, and the oil, and over the young of the flock and the herd. Their life shall become like a watered garden, and they shall never languish again. Then shall the young women rejoice in the dance, and the young men and the old shall be merry. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and give them gladness for sorrow. I will give the priests their fill of fatness, and my people shall be satisfied with my bounty." Thus saith the Lord our God. Praise his name forever. Amen. And now hear the word of God. Praise be to the God, Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every possible spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him, before the creation of the very world, to be holy, to be blameless in his sight. For he shows us in love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship and daughtership through our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, in accordance with his very own pleasure and with 
to praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given to us in the one he loves, his very own son, Jesus. Through him and only through him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his own good pleasure, which he proposed in his Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, to be put into effect when the time reaches their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his own will, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praises of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your own salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the peace and grace and praise of his glory. This is the word of God as given to his servant Paul in Christ Church, Christ Church in Ephesus. Amen. Shh, don't tell anybody. Well, I guess you got to tell somebody, right? But I don't want to tell everybody because I got a secret and I don't want everybody to know. I got to tell somebody a secret. Let's see, who should I tell a secret? Okay. Dale, I got to tell you a secret, man. You're in trouble. Act like I'm saying something really funny. Anybody else want to hear my secret? Janice, you want to hear my secret, I bet, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Right? Anybody else? How about in the back row? Who else? Oh, okay. Come back here. Come back here. Okay. Oh, yeah. Come back here. I know. I know. I know. I got a secret tell, and it's only for select people. Select people. People got some hair on top of their head. Daily got more than I do, so you got me beat there. And it's only for the really, really smart people. Really? Right? I know, I know. Sometimes you go through life, you, you got to make choices, right? Who's in, who's out? Who's going to H-E double toothpicks, right? Sometimes the world seems like that, right? That somebody's, some people get the secret to living, and other people get left out. Isn't that the worst? I think that's the worst. I don't think life should be lived like that, and I don't think Jesus thought that way either. Jesus was so in tune with the harmonies of God's universe, so in love with God, 
that he knew God's heart. He knew God's heart completely. He knew that God was love and that love was not for the select people, but was for all people. God's love was for all God's children. No matter how you live your life, you are accepted. You are accepted and drawn into God's grace. That's the good news. Let me hear an amen. Amen. We're starting off this new year, so let's start off right. we got to remember that even as we come on humble knees to, to, to God's manger, to adore this baby Jesus, that God lifts us up. God lifts us up to stand tall, uh, uh, chest wide open to receive the goodness of the world, knowing that there's a lot of stuff in the world too, but we have the gifts to stand there tall and proud, knowing that God loves us. Now to do that, to be lifted up, you've got to be willing to kind of extend your hand to be lifted up, right? You've got to be willing to know that you're adopted. I remember a kid in sixth grade, and he didn't know who his dad and mom were. And it pained him. It pained him. Even in sixth grade, you know, when you went around the class and people were talking about their parents, he couldn't talk about them. And it, it pained him. It caused him emotional distress. The good news on this day is that we know that we are adopted by God. You know, we all have biological parents. We all have biological parents. But our true parent... Our true father, our true mother, is Abba, is the God of creation, Yahweh, Adonai, Lord. That's the good news. We are all adopted and brought to this table to be filled up, to be lifted up, to be lifted up by the grace in Jesus Christ. Now, um, as you heard this this letter to Ephesus, it's this it's this letter of introduction, and and Paul probably didn't write his own letters. We know that a lot of his letters he was dictating to somebody else, and I can imagine that as the dictator was writing down this letter uh, dictated by Paul, his hand was totally getting cramps because Paul was 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 reading us with enthusiasm and excitement. Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Slow down, Paul. Slow down. Who has believed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as He chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. And it goes on. And it's just this energy, this rhythm, this power. And that's what Paul was in tune with. That's what all of us are called to be in tune with. It doesn't happen every day, for sure. But on our best days, when we're engaged in loving kindness when we're engaged in acts of hospitality, when we're engaged in prayer, when we're engaged in singing. I miss our our choir up today. They're taking the month off. But we need them back because they give us energy. They give us energy so that we can be our best selves. That we can be filled up with the grace of Jesus Christ. What does this adoption look like? The adoption looks at, and Paul runs through this pretty quick. He's pretty excited right now, right? What does he say? Adoption is about redemption. It's about forgiveness. It's about grace. Redemption and forgiveness and grace. Those are three key elements in life where we are adopted and made to be children of God. Those are the three elements in which we're lifted up. This past week I was having some... Uh, time of, of uh, you know, family time back in Tucson, Arizona, where I'm from. 
And it was a, it was an amazing experience because, you know, Tucson is actually colder than here in the wintertime. Uh, it's very, very cold. In fact, it snowed while I was there, not down in the, in the, in the basin, but up in the mountains. And the mountains just became three-dimensional almost because they're just filled with snow. It was unbelievable. And we did a lot of hiking trips. My dad's a geologist, so we were out there in the field. It was a great experience. I'm proud of my dad. My dad is 77 years old, and he takes us on this road that had just bumps and ruts. He was telling us like every 30 seconds, okay, everybody out. We got to get as much lift under the cars or much space under the cars we can because we're going to flip the car or get stuck if we don't. And then we go hiking, and, and, and I'm just amazed at his energy. I'm glad, I'm, I'm proud of my dad, but you know what? There, there's, there's another power in this world that adopts us, that lifts us up, that's stronger than any father, any mother. And that's our God and Creator. I was, um, uh, I was thinking of this experience of lifting up by remembering a time when I was on a field trip with my dad and a wash. A wash is a dry riverbed. Right, this is a pivotal experience for me. I was probably 10 years old or something. My younger brother was there, Drew. Drew is named after Drew. My daughter Drew is named after Uncle Drew. And Uncle Drew is probably uh, about six or so. We're in this 100-yard wide wash, dry riverbed, not a cloud in the sky. This time it took place maybe June or July, monsoon season. Everybody go, yeah, monsoon season. You got to be scanning. You got to be looking. You got to be looking ahead. You got to look with big vision to what's happening in the mountains, uh, you know, 50 miles away. And even though there's no clouds above us there, 50 miles away in the mountains, there's tons of clouds. And all of a sudden, this wall of water, three feet high, starts tumbling down the wash. All right, my dad is there with his students and myself, my brothers, and we all run to this side of the wash. And it wasn't going that fast, you know, we could escape it, but it was three feet high wall of water. We saw it coming. But then as we all get over, somebody shouts out, where's Drew? Drew is back in this little kind of, um, uh, um, almost like a, um, a hole in the, in the wash floor, and you couldn't really see him. He was playing with an old tortoise shell. And so my dad, thankfully, is very fast. And what does he do? He runs across about 65 yards at a dead sprint. This wall of water is coming down. And he lifts my brother up. And he doesn't have enough time to get back to that side, but he takes him to this side. And he saves him. But he was lifted up. He was lifted up. It was one of those moments where you just saw redemption happen before your eyes. And it's a life or death kind of thing. How many of you have been in a life or death kind of situation where you were lifted up? Maybe it was a friend who said, hey, you've drunk enough for the evening. Let me drive you home. Have you had those kind of friends who have lifted you up? Have you had those kind of friends who have been your advocate and your guide? Maybe you've been redeemed. Maybe you've been saved by a doctor who's known, hey, that's not the problem, this is the problem. And in that moment, you are lifted up. Your heart, you can breathe a little bit easier because somebody's figured out what's going on in our complicated and complex bodies. Man, those are times you got to praise the Lord. You are lifted up. You're called to stand tall if you can. But if not, open up your chest and give thanks to God. There's other times in life where we're maybe not running from a wall of water, but maybe we're running from ourselves. The, the gospel of Jesus Christ is about really salvation of all God's people. You know, salvation is not necessarily an individualistic kind of thing. Salvation is for all God's people. And yet, we are human beings, we are individuals, and so, you know, salvation comes in the form of forgiveness. 
Have you ever had a moment when you know you've just screwed things up? Where you've just messed up your life and the life of those people around you? Where you've totally screwed up? That's just the worst. That's, that's just one of those, those moments in which you can't lift your head up. And when you're on your knees and you just know you're not going to get out of a situation. But thanks be to God, there's people in your life, whether it's family members or friends, or even better, I think, when it's strangers who are there to what? Lift you up. They're there to lift you up. Kathy Mooney. I give thanks to you, Kathy Mooney. Kathy Mooney is our counselor. She's here on Thursdays and Fridays over here in the ISIS house. And she's there to listen to people. To listen to people when you've had one of those days where you're as low as wall-to-wall carpet. Come talk to Kathy. She'll help lift you up. She'll listen and she'll lift you up. We know, as pastors, counselors, we can't, we can't solve your problems, but you know what? We can lift you up so you see the light of Jesus Christ. You see that peace. The dove's up there right now to remind us. What comes of the cross is not more suffering, but the light of Jesus Christ, the, the fact that we are love. And that love comes in the form of forgiveness. Let go of that stuff, that garbage in your life. Acknowledge where you've sinned, but then move forward. You've got to move forward. You've got to move forward. That's, that's the call of Jesus Christ. And go forward, not just as an individual taking pride in your own forgiveness. No, it's that we're all forgiven. And bring along others beside you. The you know, third note that we have in this adoption of Jesus Christ is grace. Oh, does it get much better than grace? Does it get much better than grace? Again, I've just come back from vacation, and I, you know, talked about my dad running across the wash to save, to, you know, to save my younger brother. But I give thanks for the moms out there. Moms out there, I think maybe more than dads do, they know about that grace. They know about that grace. They know who you are and your faults and all that stuff, but they love you anyway. Who's that person in your life? Maybe not necessarily your mom or your dad. But who's that person in your life that you know that you can always go to when you're feeling low or don't have that energy and that uh, kind of contagious enthusiasm you can go to and they're going to lift you up? Who's that person in your life that will offer you that grace, that just, that, that big, that big uh, armful, uh, uh, loving hug that's going to fill you up with that grace? Know that Jesus the Christ is the Christ because Jesus is full of that love, full of that grace. At any time in your life, any time of the day, you can go to Jesus Christ in prayer and you're somehow you're brought into that energy. You're brought into that love. That's what we're called to do on this day as we come to this table. To be adopted by Jesus Christ once again. And we can keep on coming back to this table because we're going to screw up this next week and say an angry word or make a bad decision or not help a friend. And we're going to be invited again because Jesus Christ through God loves us. On this day, let us all come to this table. Let us all with open hearts and open chests experience the adoption of the Lord our God. Amen Amen. and amen.